0: So, welcome to the We Are Wrestling podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is a wrestling podcast about wrestling. So, yeah, yeah. Renegade, how, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Well, um, yeah. So, um, where do you want to start? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with you on where to start because there's, there's a million things to unpack in this show so It's
1: guys. a million fucking things yeah so typically you know me I start with raw whatever because it's order whatever but just because you know more about it than I do and everything runs together can we talk about New Japan
0: okay yes we can talk about New Japan yeah so New Japan, over the weekend, had Dominion, which was the pay-per-view everybody was waiting for because it leading into Forbidden Door. So, with that being said, I do have to get this valid criticism that everybody has been talking about, which I, too, agree with, but it came with a lot of circumstances and holding off, which is which is always bad, which is always bad, especially for the product because people have been saying AEW has been sucking lately. It's been sucking really bad because of the writing. It's because punk left. It's because of this. And I had to break it down for people. I'm like, yeah, it's because punk left, but also because they have this show that they're trying to cram in four weeks after they just had a pay-per-view. But they couldn't do anything until after Dominion. Until after Dominion, they couldn't do a goddamn thing. So it's like you couldn't do anything. So it's like, that's why some of the writing is like, oh, well, they're not advancing stories. They're not doing this. I'm like, guys, they have to build up for a forbidden door. And they couldn't do that because they were politically hand-tied because they couldn't do anything until after the minute. So it was like, yeah, like that makes sense. And I understand the frustration. I mean, I'm not going to lie. AEW's writing has been complete dog shit for the last couple of weeks, but I totally just been like, I'm giving it a pass because they're only waiting for Forbidden Door. After Forbidden Door, it's going to go back to normal. Like, if it doesn't go back to the normal, then that's when you should be totally concerned. That's when you should be like, I'm fucking concerned now. Because we're past Forbidden Door, we're past everything. That's when you should be concerned. But they were waiting for this show. And this show was one of my, like, it wasn't one of my favorites. But it had stuff on there that made me just happy. Because it's, like, once again, like, New Japan is my happy place. Because they had a match on there that was Shingo Takagi versus Taichi. And it was for the KOPW title. And when that title got introduced over the summer of 2020, everybody completely shit on it. Because it's like, you're bringing a bunch of random-ass American-ass rules to this fucking thing, and it's gonna be bad. And then certain people got it and they made it cool. Like when Shingo Tagagi got it, he made it cool because he decided to make, okay, no, I'm going to make some fucking weird ass rule, but it's going to be strictly wrestling related. There was one where Yano had to put fucking Suzuki in a dog cage. That was a (coughs) KOP, that was a KOPW thing. It was like, duh, that's insane. Like, it's funny, but, like, at the same time, this is supposed to be wrestling. That's insane. We don't want that. So, Shingo got it, and him and Taichi have been going back and forth. This is their second match. They had one match where it was, you have to get 30 falls. Not 30 consecutive pinfalls, but when the ref counts one, two, that adds up to 30. That's what that match was that they had before, so they had a version similar to that at Dominion that was 10 minutes. And you had to pin the person as many times. Every time you got a one, two, it added up. And Shingo beat Tai Chi by one point. It was so great because it was fucking it was just awesome wrestling for 10 minutes. And it just it just was fucking superb. It was it was one of my favorite matches on the show. And I'm like, that that is just Fucking amazing. It was just so fucking good. It just blew like it blew my mind because it was like, all right, yeah, they're both good wrestlers. I like I really kind of am iffy about the KOPW, but every now and then somebody actually makes it interesting. And this was one of the times where it was like, this is fucking interesting. And that was good. It was so good. I loved it. Awesome. So then we had. Carl Anderson beat Tamatanga. I didn't like this because this was Tama's first defense as holding a singles title. This was his first defense, and also this was Carl's first singles title. So it made me it made me angry. But like, I kind of don't know where this is gonna go because especially after the after that, Carl Anderson cut this weird ass promo where he just called out anybody from any promotion, he even included WWE, which is like. A no go, but it's like he called out all these people. and It's like, dude, it's like we know that you like the champion now, but like you're more Gallows and Anderson, and we kind of need that for like the tag team title stuff. So like you being a single champion is kind of, it's kind of weird. And I just like wish they would have left it on Tama, and that yeah. that would have been great. But like that happened. Then we had the fucking US title match Juice Robinson we knew Juice Robinson was fucked up but he was like yeah I'm coming and they made the match so they were like okay we're, we're making a match but Juice couldn't make it because he's like I can't fly out there with this kidney infection <coughs> so they're like fuck now we just have this one on one match between Sonata and Osprey, and the winner becomes the new US champion and Osprey beat Sonana. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I mean, that leads into stuff later on. I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. The great old Khan and Jeff Cobb, they won their titles. They won attacking titles like I said they would. And once again, this is another thing where it was like, I'm kind <clears> of <throat> I'm kind of confused because even though Fale and Chase Owens wasn't going to do anything with the tag titles, they won the tag titles at the last big show. So this is their first defense. And it's like, okay, I noted you weren't going to do anything with these guys. One, like you putting the titles on them was like for the big bullet club family reunion thing. Yeah, that made sense. But at the same time, you just put the tag titles on them to take the tag titles right off of them. And if I'm reading this correct, to take the tag titles off of Okarn and Cobb, and it's like, this is a lot of moving around that I'm not used to in New Japan, where it's like, you're putting titles on somebody, they stay on them for months. It's not just, oh, we're gonna put the title on you, and it's over. It's, no, we're gonna put the title on this person, and this is where it stays, and then it goes to the next person. Not this hopping around constantly. The U.S. title, yeah, fuck, that's that's a cursed title. It happens a lot. Like, with the tag titles and the never-overweight title, it's like, you don't see that much. You don't see it that much. Unless it's, like, part of a big story, like when Shibata and Evil, like, had the title and they switched it back twice. And you're like, oh, okay, but then it led to this big-ass Shibata run where he just beat the shit out of everybody. And it was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, that's what like that's what I'm saying like sometimes when you switch it back and forth it's like oh this has to make sense but like it doesn't in like just the immediate look at it like hey this is his first this is the first defense for this person this should be more than that this is very bad so that that was a thing then we had the main event and Jay White called the shot and Jay beat Okada And I immediately knew that Jay was going to beat Okada. That was already a thing. And like, we kind of said it here. And I kind of told Renegade off the podcast. I kind of said, dude, Okada's wife is having a baby. He's not coming to Forbidden Door. I don't think he's going to beat it. And a lot of people, the funny part is a lot of people kind of heard the same thing. But everybody in wrestling was just like, "No, I'm fucking dumb. I'm fucking blinded, and I'm just gonna go." Nope, he has to be there. He literally said it on one of the things. Was like, he didn't say that he the wife was having a baby at the time. He said, "No, that's around my wife's birthday. I think I should be home." Everybody was like, "Ha ha ha! That's a joke. Ha ha! He's gonna be there. He's gotta be there, right?" And I'm like, "No, guys. Like the." Like, the way he is, like, he's not that type of person who's going to be like, no, I'm going to be a gazillion miles away from my wife in, like, this awesome time for this match that I really don't give a fuck about. I am I need to be home. And a lot of people just totally hand-waved it and was like, no. I'm like, well, all right, well, you guys get what you get. Like, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. Jay White's going to be there. And... I love the fact that there's a lot of people like I'm not going to be gatekeepy here because I saw somebody be gatekeepy and I'm going to talk about that later on, but I don't like the way a lot of people have never heard Jay White speak until Dominion, like when he beat Okada and he cut the promo right after, and there was a lot of people there that wasn't there as regular New Japan fans, they were only there because, oh, we want to see how this impacts Forbidden Door. So we're here just to find out what happens. And it's like, dude, like, I, all right, you guys are like super out of the world AEW casuals, whatever. And then they heard Jay speak and just like rant about like how Hangman only became a star when his friends created a company for him. And like, People was like, oh, my God, I didn't know Jay was this good on the mic. I'm like, he's been doing this for years. I've been yelling about it every time everybody says, MJF is good. Then I had to keep coming back and saying, no, Jay is good. Jay is that guy. And now people just all of a sudden are like, oh, my God, I didn't know he was that good. He's actually good. He's really good. I'm like, yeah, he's always been good on the mic. And it's just like it shocks me to see how many people – just came out from like the AEW side to go oh my god like this is really like he's really good like I was like okay all right. like no one knew and they they didn't know because they didn't fucking pay attention but then we got the G1 lineup and most of the usual suspects are there except for Tom Lawler's gonna be in it, Jonah Rock's gonna be in it Um, somebody else that I totally forgot. And I'm just fucking upset that I forgot this person, whoever it is. And Lance Archer's in it. And Lance Archer got a huge pop. And people are like, oh, it's because of his AEW influence. That's why he got a big pop. Like, oh, people love AEW. It's like, okay, Okay, I'm gonna let you guys think what you think but like once again I'm not trying to be gatekeepy but Lance Archer made his name He w- the reason AEW wanted him so bad was because of the stuff he was doing in New Japan and when people saw that they were like oh shit he's back that's why they popped it wasn't cause oh my god he's an AEW guy it's oh shit Lance Archer's back we miss him that's exactly what happened. It wasn't like, oh, because he's this AEW guy. Yay! It's, no, we miss him. We're glad that he's back. Because he was a monster here, and they loved him before he left. So that's what it was. But yeah, that's the Dominion rundown. Questions? You look like an awesome show. It was a great show. Like, the only thing that hampers the show and, like, people would say, oh, it was the crowd because he still can't cheer and boo. It's... I I wanted them to change the venue. Like, I like this venue. Like, it's good, but they just used this venue three months ago. And I know it's, like, so many different stadiums that they could go to and sell out, and it's, like... Well, we only picked this one because this is the the Dominion Stadium in Osaka. Like, this is it. This is the osaka Joe Hall. This is the one we go to for Dominion. I'm like, but it's this one fucking stadium that they only went to one time that was the greatest fucking stadium that I've ever seen. And I have been championing them to get back. I don't know if this stadium is still up and running, but it's when my favorite stadium that New Japan has ever run it was a fucking g1 final and it was kind of outside it was kind of outside but it was kind of inside and it was like the coolest shit i've ever seen it had one of the best visuals they had the titan tron and all of that it just looked it looked so fucking amazing especially when it got towards nighttime and you could see like the sun and the moon and the trees in the background And you can see it and it's like all up around the top, but you can see it down at the floor. But you can see it at the top of the dome and you're like, dude, this is kind of fucking awesome. Like, this is like, this is like one of the venues that I'm like, they have to go back and they have never been back in a long time. I want them to go back to a venue like that. Like, I know that they have their specific venues that they're like, all right, we're going to go here and they go here and we're going to go here. That place, that place was awesome. Like, that's the only complaint I had about this, is the venue. That's it.
1: But COVID kind of is, like, a factor in there, too, right?
0: No. No. This, no. Like, that place... When I'm talking about I saw that place and it was totally fucking awesome was mm-hmm. in 2014. Like, it, that place, the last time they'd been there was in 2014. Like I said, I don't know because, like, I'm not a fluent Japanese speaker and I don't know if they actually like if they couldn't go there because the place is down or something was booked there but they haven't been back since and this has been like almost 10 years and this place is like like I said it's the greatest place it's like it's been a long time and like now that they're back to doing stadiums because like at that time they were like really hot and like now that they're back to doing stadiums they should get back to that place
1: yeah that was like real cool
0: yeah so, uh, yeah, so that was the menu. Yeah. So, any questions?
1: Uh, No, like, it seems like, because, like, everybody <laughs> was waiting for this to go into AEW, which I guess we should go into AEW next. So, that was the whole, like, issue, right? Like, there yeah. was nothing else going on there.
0: No, this, this was just a regular New Japan pay-per-view that was kind of tied into AEW. And like, that's all, that's all everybody was waiting for. It was like, like I said, there was AEW fans that was watching it that don't usually watch it. And it, like I said, not trying to be gatekeepy. Like you guys aren't around all the time when there's regular random new Japan shows. You're like, oh, we're going to hand wave that because no one really cares. And it's like, yeah, but you came to this show just because it impacts your bigger show. Like yeah, no, that's the only reason we're here. Like, New Japan sucks, and I'm like, what? Yeah, we we like we like some of the wrestlers, but like their booking is completely horrible. And it's like, dude, like you keep saying that, but it's like their matches are just fucking high quality. Like it doesn't matter if you think that their booking sucks. Their booking has been yes, their booking has been shit because of what's been going on. With fucking COVID, yeah, that's it. But, like, nothing else is the reason that you're like, oh, this is angry. It's like, no, you should just be like, well, it's wrestling. But I guess, like, everybody's spoiled now. So, you know, whatever. Fuck it.
1: We'll get into sucky booking in a minute. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Dynamite starts out and it immediately starts out with the hair versus hair match. With Jericho versus Ortiz, and the match was the match. <clears throat> I didn't like it. Like I didn't like it at all. And like no yeah. disrespect to both for the guys, but like I didn't like it. I didn't fucking like it. And it ended when Fuego del Sol comes in and costs Ortiz the match, and we're like, "What the fuck? Like why did Fuego del Sol come in?" Of all and, people, right? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? And then Fuego takes off the mask and Fuego is Sammy Guevara. And it's like, oh, oh that's why it was Sammy. And then I forgot that Sammy wasn't in the Jericho Jerkoff Society. I was like, oh shit, he wasn't in the Jericho Jerkoff Society. Oh shit. Then we turn around and Ortiz is cutting off his hair and he's like, I'm a man of my word. And then Eddie Kingston is like, well, Ortiz, got something to say. Blood and guts! Blood and guts! And I'm like, wasn't Ortiz and Santana already in this? Like, I'm, like, am I confused? Like, didn't they agree to this?
1: Apparently not. Like, starting off, bad booking, apparently everybody we thought was in it is not in it. They have to agree Dude, before the fucking thing.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. When Eddie said... Me Santana and Ortiz in blood and guts. He literally said that. He said that when Santana and yeah. Ortiz were with him, and they all three agreed, blood and guts. And then the announcers, everybody in the ring is looking like, "Oh my God, Ortiz agreed to be in blood and guts." And it's like, what? It's weird.
1: <laughs> Do it we now. So it's like, okay, he already
0: agreed to it, so why is he agreeing to it again? Exactly, because that's what messed me up. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, this, like, maybe it is, like, the whole forbidden door bullshit shit that, like, got everybody confused, because it's like, that happened. Like, that yeah. literally happened. So it was like, all right, well, I was like, I just chalked it up to, like, okay, maybe that's, that's a thing. And then we had... The best part I about think this man. the first
1: thing. That's the important part there, right? The uh-huh. other part that made no sense to me, like going back, Sammy left their original group because they want he wanted both. You know, that found shit, he was a TNT champion at the time. So why join Jericho again? You basically like rehashed their whole bullshit. Like that that was stupid to me too.
0: Yeah, none of like none of it made sense, and like they tried to further explain it later on, but like it didn't make any sense. Yeah. So, then we get the best thing about this match: we get a People's Court tune played. The People's Court, and they do like the little People's Court bullshit. And it's like, yeah, this is the People's Court. Wardlow versus these twenty guys, and immediately everything went off the fucking rails, and this was just the worst part of the show. Immediately. Like, all 20 guys get up around the fucking ring, and he knocks down four of them, and Dasha goes, four of the planets are been eliminated. And it's like, the fuck, like, wait, I thought it was all pinfalls. Tony Khan said for himself. Then we get back in the ring, so Wardlow starts beating up people five by five, stacking them on each other not stacking them on their backs just stacking them on top of each other the person on the bottom is getting pinned everybody else is just getting stacked on this person and one, two, three. he eliminated 5 people he eliminated another 4 people he eliminated 3 people and it's like none of these people are all on the ground what are you talking about and they just they just fucking just kept saying he's eliminating these people everybody wasn't getting pinned I'm like okay what the fuck is this
1: they were putting each other, if
0: anything. Yeah, it was really dumb. And then after that, he goes to beat up Mark Sterling and fucking uh, Weasel Dude and Scorpio Sky are up there talking. And the Weasel guy says, I'm going to send Tyrone Woodley and this other guy to get you. And it's like, okay. And then Wardlow, like, I'm not going to lie. Wardlow seemed like a total bitch. And I know what he was doing. But he seemed like a total bitch. we have like, wait a minute. We're all guys from the Midwest. And we're all hardworking guys. You shouldn't be taking anything from this rich asshole. And I'm like, Doug, you're Wardlow. I don't give a fuck what's going on. You're Wardlow. You're supposed to be beating the shit out of these guys. And Wardlow convinces these guys to throw Mark Sterling into him. And he powerbombs. Mark Sterling, and he says, Scorpio, you're next. And it's like, I'm like, what happened to Warlow? Like, th-
1: they made him a total punk. Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> I'm like, what happened to Warlow? Like, Warlow should have beat the shit out of these guys. Like, even if he would have lost, it would have made a compelling story for him to go after fucking Scorpio Sky. But it's like, no, nah, we're going to make him bitch out and do this. It's like, the fuck was that?
1: What the fuck? Realistically, f- he shouldn't have lost anyway. Like, if they were have brawl. T- t- like, would Woodley alone. That fucking... Bust his face. One of the Paul brothers and whatever. So, that alone, like, loses his credibility. Like, fuck that shit. Like... Had it been like a UFC legend or something, you know?
0: Tyron Woodley is a UFC legend and that, that Paul fight I still think is fixed. But, like, Tyrone Woodley should have just beat his ass. Like, even if Warlow did come back, like, it still could have been, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, come on, man. Like, this is stupid. Yeah, he bitched out. (laughs) Yeah, it was super bitched out. (laughs) And so, then we went to the next thing, which was Dax Hardwood versus Orange Cassidy. And... I have to say this. Dax Hardwood has become one of the best singles wrestlers for no goddamn reason at all. Like, he's just been wrestling, and I know he's been, like, a great tag team wrestler. He hasn't wrestled in a singles match in, like, forever. He has been putting on classic after classic, and it's like, hold up, like, why? Like, not why in a bad way, but, like, why has he actually just been putting on classics? He's been putting on fucking classics after, week after week. He had a fucking classic with Osprey, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, he's just, he's just, like, why have you never been doing this before?
1: I hope they don't have, like, the bright idea of breaking them up. That would be stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't want that. And they actually kind of felt like they didn't want that either. So. Yeah. Osprey gets the win and he beats Dax. Then Cash comes out, Mapungi Vice, the Knight of Empire comes out, and they're all beating everybody's ass. And then Orange Cassidy comes out. Orange Cassidy walks down to the ring and stands face to face with Osprey. And so it's apparent that it's going to be Osprey versus. Orange Cassidy for the U.S. title. Okay. Yes. That's what's going to happen. So...
1: I, I don't know about that, but...
0: yeah, I mean, so... There's, there's a chance Osprey can turn it on and Osprey can fucking kill it. I mean, not Osprey. You meant to say Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy can fucking kill it. And then there's also a chance where Orange Cassidy can just fucking shit the bed and Will could just carry the whole thing and just it's like it's a catch-22 you never know it is what it is but like I'm not too against it but I'm like that's what's getting thrown on Forbidden Door but okay
1: that's the only reason I'm against it like you know there's very slight chance like Cassidy doesn't go all all on this you know
0: he needs to and I love how a lot of people automatically came up with this thing piece of, well, the reason that Orange Cassidy is getting this match against Osprey because Orange Cassidy is a member of Chaos and Okada got betrayed by Osprey in Chaos. So Orange Cassidy is taking revenge for Okada. And I'm like, that is a 2020 storyline. That's, like, none of that is still connected. Like, it ended, it ended with the whole Osprey and Okada thing. It ended completely. Like, there's no more to that storyline. They're not even, Chaos and the United Empire have nothing to do with each other. They're not even beefing in storyline. Like, none of that, none of that even matters. Like, the fact that people are, like, so disconnected with New Japan and, like, building stories from, like, two years ago. It fucking... It just boggles my mind. None of that is canon. Like, yes, Orange Cassidy is part of chaos. Quote, unquote. And for you to go, oh, it's because he's getting revenge for when Osprey betrayed Okada. And it's like... What? No. It's literally right there. It's on television. Like, it's on television every week. Like, for you to make this think piece... To just negate what's actually happened on television every week? The reason he's doing that is because he's helping out his friends who are actually getting their asses beat right now. Yeah. Fucking Rapungi Vice are part of his squad getting their asses beat by the United Empire. You're telling me that I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe all of that out and pretend that I know everything's going on in New Japan and connect the story from two years ago that's over. This is exactly what I'm doing. What the fuck do you mean? Like the, like don't go right in your think pieces and overthink this when there's nothing to this when it except for actually what's on TV. That's that's all. that's all. That's all that's the only reason it came out to save them. There's no think piece to this. Sorry. Like sorry, you guys wanna act like, oh, I'm a new Japan purist and this is why this is happening. Stop. That's not it's sense. not. It's not. That's not like you're overthinking this entire storyline. That's not even working right now. Relax. I I, I just I just was baffled. So with all of that coming out, I feel like it's gonna be a triple threat. But I want it to be a four way for the tag team titles because it's gonna be a triple threat. It's gonna it's gonna be Rapungi Vice versus FTR versus. United Empire, but I want Ozzy Open in there, and I know people are going to be like, well, Ozzy Open is on the same squad as United Empire. Yes, they are, but at the same time, it's going to come a day where they're going to have to wrestle them, either in a tag league or somewhere else. Why the fuck not just throw it in a four-way and just be like, all right, United Empire has two chances to keep the title. Okay, fine. That would, that would be fun for me because all four of them teams can go and also that automatically starts scribing into the New Japan fans heads that's saying oh, Aussie Open is here to stay and they are permanently part of our tag team division so we can look for more matches with Aussie Open okay that would pin into a lot of New Japan fans hands like oh They're staying. They're they're ours. Okay, that's fine. Like, it it would make me just happy because it's like, oh, it's a great tag team match. It'll probably steal the show.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a fucking banger.
0: Yeah. So then we had Tanahashi and Moxie have a face-to-face, and Moxie's telling Tanahashi, this is all him, he's a forbidden door, when the hilarious part is Tanahashi is a Forbidden Door. And I know people are like, what? What do you mean Tanahashi is the Forbidden Door? Yeah, January 3rd. January 3rd. Fucking Tanahashi has this promo talking about him facing fucking Chris Jericho. And he says, I guess this is the opening of the Forbidden Door. And people are like, oh, wow. He made that up because it's a, a Japanese restaurant in Japan that he seen called forbidden door hours before that and said, hey, you know what? That sounds like a fun thing to use. He took it, used it in a promo, Tony Khan trademarked it. Now it's a pay-per-view. Moxie can say he's a forbidden door, but Tanahashi is the man who created the term forbidden, forbidden door. Also, that Japanese restaurant needs to get paid for all of this. Because this is all their fault. Yes. Like, a lot of people don't them? know that. Yeah, people don't know that. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, but it, it's funny. So, they're having this conversation back and forth. And then all of a sudden, Jericho shows up. Everyone's like, what the fuck is Jericho doing? Jericho and Sammy come out. Jericho is... I'm a wizard! I'm like, alright, yeah, you're a Grand Wizard. We got it. And the Jericho Jerkoff Society comes out and attacks Tanahashi and Moxley. And then also Despy and Lance Archer. And Despy is from the Suzuki game. He comes out with Archer and they just beat this shit out of the fucking, out of Tanahashi and Moxley. And it's like, oh, it's like, okay, what the fuck is this? And then Jericho goes, well, at Forbidden Door, it's me and Suzuki and Sammy Guevara versus Shulte um, Willa Yuta, and Eddie Kingston. And I'm like, okay.
1: I wasn't interested in that at all. (laughs)
0: Like, I like I'm kinda a little bit interested, but at the same time I'm like this was like the weirdest fucking way to do this. Like why attack Moxley and Tanahashi to put your match on for no fucking reason? And it's like you could have just called to, like called Eddie Kingston out or whatever, like some other way, but this was like this was really random. It was really random and been- made yeah it, yeah it didn't make any fucking sense to me i'm like this is like this was dumb like like i said they were waiting for dominion to be over to stuff all of this shit in but at the same time here's the here's the funny part suzuki was not on dominion he had nothing to do with dominion so last week we could have got this match announced we could have got this match announced and he could have been like, I have a mystery partner. And his mystery partner could have been Sammy after Sammy turned. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, that, that makes sense. And we didn't have to do any of this. Like, that literally had nothing to do with nothing. We could have did this and moved it to the side, and everybody would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that all makes sense. Yeah. It Like, these are some really weird booking decisions for me. I'm just very baffled.
1: I agree, especially with this one.
0: Yeah, so then we get Darby saying he's gonna fight Bobby fish and yeah, okay, well, that's happening on rampage. And so then we come back and we have Tony Storm and Tony Storm is angry and she says she's gonna beat Brit's ass and she's going to secure her spot for being the champion and it's like, okay like and I'm gonna get into like why this kind of baffled me also because it's like what the fuck like was weird but like that like when we get into that match
1: she calls her Brittany which kind of like fucks me up though it kind of makes me laugh
0: <laughs> yeah but that that's actually funny yeah so then we have Miro versus Eagle Ethan Page for the Atlantic Championship like thingy and of course, Miro beats Ego. I didn't think that Ego was going to win, but yeah. He should have. I mean, he should have, but like, yeah, Miro won. But like, I kind of want Miro to win just because, like, we'll get a little taste of Miro versus Ishii at Forbidden Door, hoping that Ishii wins his matches to get into Forbidden Door, which he probably will. Okay. So, yeah. that
1: would be a good
0: match so then we get Dante Martin and Dante Martin calls himself an inhuman and I just stopped and paused because I called him an inhuman and he just goes yeah I'm an inhuman and Matt Seidel goes yeah he's an inhuman I'm like I called you an inhuman
1: Fun they show Dante Martin and Matt Seidel they are listening.
0: Just <laughs> stealing my shit, dude. Just stealing my shit.
1: <laughs> and Darius is probably listening too, even though he's not on the show right now. So
0: Yeah, he has nothing better to do but get healed up and listen to the show. So. Okay. Shout out to Top Flight security. Exactly.
1: Future Tech Team Champions.
0: Yes. So, then we get Brittany Baker coming out with her squad and then we get Tony Storm comes out. Now this was this was a good match because of one thing that happened in this in this match. Two things but the second thing I will not talk about on this podcast. But fucking Tony Storm does that hip attack in the corner to Britt Baker and Britt Baker sells it. Like, she got knocked the fuck out. And literally for a second, I thought she did. I was like, what the fuck? Is she she all right? She got knocked out. And then she played possum and tried to roll up Tony. And then, like, they wrestled for another five minutes and Tony gets the win. i was like, okay.
1: Do you think she actually was playing possum? Or do you think, like, she actually got woozy for a minute?
0: I'm not going to lie. For the first couple of seconds, I believe she got woozy. I believe she actually got woozy. And then you can tell the part where she was playing possum because her glove got knocked off and it got dropped in the middle of the ring. And she told the referee leave the glove. Because referees usually move the glove. It was like right there in the middle of the ring. And the ref went to go grab it and she you could see her say, leave it. Because it was going to play into the finish where she was going to try to put the lockjaw on Tony and Tony was going to get out of it. So like that all like it all worked and I'm just like okay well Britney sold like she sold and that was good so during the match Thunder Rosa runs off Jamie Hader and then after the match Thunder Rosa comes back and says Tony me and you at Forbidden Door and I'm like okay yeah I'm not against that I'm totally for it like, nothing wrong with that yeah. So then we get Stokely halfway with comedy, and he meets Willow Nightingale, and Willow Nightingale says, "I'm gonna face Jay Cargill on Friday." We all like, okay, cool. So he called we, her Wilma. <laughs> yeah, he fucked. He fucked her name up. That's funny. So then we get Hangman. He comes out. Because he's ready to call out Jay White. And he's like, I still want Okada. And everybody's like, why did he not even champion? Yeah, but I still want the title too. What? I was like, what? I was very confused. And then Cole comes out and says, Cowboy, did you hit your head too many times? Because Jay White's the champion. I told you he was going to be champion. And he's going to face me. And I'm like, Okay. And then Jay shows up and attacks Hangman. And he says, Hangman, I'm not going to face you. And then Cole's like, yeah, it's me, it's me, it's me. And he looks at Cole and he's like, I'm not facing you either. And he walks off. And everybody's like, oh, my God, who's he facing now? Who's he going to face
1: this second, did you think Cole was gonna get mad and be the last?
0: No, that's next week. That's next week because it has to be next week because next week is the last week before the fucking pay per view. Oh, okay. and it's like, why did not y'all just do this? It's like really stupid. Cause like Should it's be- a of, it's a lot of fans that are really in limbo because they're like, who who's Jay gonna face? Who is Jay gonna face? Is he gonna face nobody? I'm like. It's gonna be a triple threat. It's right there. It was literally meant to throw you off the sink. It's going to happen. And I'm like, oh my god, it's not gonna happen. It's right there. Oh my god, it's not gonna happen. I'm like, all right, whatever. You guys can say whatever you want. Like it's it's hundred percent gonna happen.
1: So I'm not like a big like New Japan fan, but it's impossible. I would like to throw away with um, Okada, but you know, he got it like personal. Issues.
0: Yes. Because Adam Cole even said he's not going to be there. And it was funny because a lot of people was like, Ha-ha! Okada's going to be there! Okada's going to be there! And, like, the fans who know were like, Doug, his wife is going to have a baby! What do you mean? Stop saying that! No! He's going to be there! It's way more important. (laughs) Yeah! So then we get to the main event which went from a triple threat ladder match to a tag team ladder match so like I called at fucking full gear or whenever the pay-per-view was I said the Bucks were going to get their title match I said the Bucks are going to get their title match and this is what's going to happen so here's the thing Matt and Jeff Hardy were supposed to be in this match. But Jeffrey Nero Hardy was drunk. And Jeffrey Nero Hardy got pulled over by the cops and suspended. So, do you want to ask me anything or say anything before Um, I bring up something...
1: Apparently there's a lot to unpack with this. Like I've been hearing like a lot of like stuff to this. Like this is like his third offense or whatever. I thought I got more. So like yeah, you tell me the details
0: on this. Okay. So we're gonna go back to WrestleMania weekend. And I know he wasn't at WrestleMania. People are gonna be like, wait, he wasn't at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, it was WrestleMania weekend anyway. And AEW did have a show. During that weekend, Jeff was a little inebriated and people were like, hmm, he's a little inebriated. But I'm gonna I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm gonna go back to the take that I put out and the take I took back because I was supposed to I was supposed to do this. Because remember when he decided to go all Jeff Hardy and jump over the railing and just fucking walk off and everybody was like Oh, he did that to get out of the WWE country. You guys are stupid. And he was like, Yeah, send me my drunk results. And everybody was like, Ha ha, he wasn't even high. And I said on this podcast, He could have been drunk. No, that's not what happened. He moved over WWE. And I said, Okay, I'm going to walk that take back because you guys are making me walk that take back. Because you're saying you're being ableist. He's Actually fine, he did this to be to, to get out of the contract. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna walk the take back. But in the back of my mind, I kept saying that motherfucker was drunk. What do you know? He was. He was fucking drunk. Oh shit. There were multiple other times that he was drunk. When I came in here for the double or nothing take, I literally said. Something was off with Jeff Hardy. And then the next day they said Jeff got a concussion in the middle of the match, but he finished the match. (laughs) So I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to let y'all have that. But I don't think that's what happened. You think he was there too. Yeah. So then we get Jeff Hardy super fucking drunk out of his mind. The cops had to pull him over and pull the guns. When everybody heard the story of it was at 1245, everybody immediately goes, it was at night. Oh, that's fucked up. It was broad fucking daylight, drunk as fuck. And he gets out the car and they have guns on him. Like, dude, you know, you were swerving, right? The fuck is wrong with you? He's trying to talk to them. And he's like, man, I'm just trying to go to my my brain appointment. And they like, wait, you have a neurological appointment? Yeah. Cause cause I had a concussion and I had to go to my appointment. And I'm like, hold up, like everything about that is wrong. You're drinking to go to a fucking Okay, everything about that is just, just throw that out the window. And they showed him doing the sobriety test, and he just failed that shit miserably. It was to the point where he started. They said, Hey, can you do the alphabet? And he started and the cop just went behind him and just like put him in cuffs. He's like, nah, fuck this. I'm not even letting him finish. It's over. This guy's fucked up. Like it was it was bad. Like it was really bad. And people for 24 hours kept yelling at AEW, Hey, hey, do something about Jeff Hardy. Do something about Jeff Hardy. Do something about Jeff Hardy. I commend AEW for doing it this way, because what happened, they decided to say, instead of taking actions on Jeff Hardy, we're going to step back, and then we're going to talk to Jeff Hardy, and once we talk to him, then we can take actions. So they suspended him without pay. Jeff Hardy has to come back after he's completed rehab. Rehab. <clears throat> it's like, okay.
1: That's the best thing right there.
0: Yes. So, also, for that, I have to call out his sister-in-law. Rebby. Because, okay. okay, sometimes this shit might be okay. But this shit is not okay when this man is actually dealing with an alcoholism issue. This shit is very bad. Like, don't make jokes. She puts out a fucking TikTok. Me waiting for my husband to fuck up. And then you chicos, but it's my drunk brother-in-law. And you're like, Doug, these aren't time for the jokes. Why are you insane? Like, you've done shit like this in the past, and like, I'm not gonna be one of those Twitter people that go, how are you a mother? Because some of the shit that you've said out of your mouth is something that a mother shouldn't say because I'm not gonna be that disrespectful. But like, dude, like, have a filter. Like, I know you could probably say all the shit you want to because there's a lot of people who behind closed doors in their home say whatever the fuck they wanna say. But you have said too much stuff out in the public eye, in the public ear, this, this being, this, this princess that you think you are. I understand that you, like I said, you stay behind closed doors. Sometimes that shit need to be staying behind closed doors. This is, you, I don't know how to even take you, but you are a problem. And as far as your husband goes, I don't know what to say about him because he actually did have something nice to say. He said he said I can't control he said I can't control the grown ass man. I can't control him. He's like, I can't control I can control myself. I he's like, I can't control him. I can control myself. I can't control him. And I'm like, okay, well yeah, I totally agree with you. Like that's the only thing I agreed with. But that's gonna bring
1: up, right? Like Rebby shouldn't be making jokes like that, cause you know how Twitter is. Like, you say the wrong thing, they find your fucking past and she like that. They, they no, both been locked up before for shit.
0: Dude, there's no find your past. Like her past is documented. Her past is yeah. documented with the drug use, the alcohol abuse, the shit mm-hmm. that she's been saying about fucking Ashley Mazzaro after she died after she yeah. committed suicide, shit like that. All of this shit that has been going on with this lady, the shit that she's going, oh, like, me waiting for my husband to fuck to get <coughs> caught up in a sex scandal when he fucked all the women in the industry. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? How, what are you doing? Do you understand what, do you understand what this shit is? Do you understand what's going on? Like, Do you understand yourself? (coughs) Like, I just, like, I want to wash my hands of Rebby. Like, I want nothing to do with her. I I want nothing to do with her. And, like, the only reason is, the only reason I even entertain Matt and Rebby is because of Jeff anything happens to Jeff and there's no more caring, then I'm not going to care about either one of them. But I'm washing my hands of that situation. So, anything you want to ask me about the Jeff Hardy situation?
1: No, you pretty much made me understand that way better and all that. I know fucking Reby did something, didn't know what. I didn't know the severity of the rest, y'all. You know, then good on the AW for what they did. So how they handled it. So yeah, I got
0: it. Yes. So back to the match. It was the Lucha Bros versus not the Lucha Bros.
1: The That's about the
0: correct. Brassic Express versus the Young Bucks for the tag titles in a ladder match. People are talking about how good this ladder match was. To me, it was just a ladder match. It like, wasn't
1: just a letter match though, because they had tables out there, so it was, it was more or less a TLC match, even though they didn't call it by name. Legally they can't, I don't think, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but like I I just thought it was a regular match to me. It wasn't like you no know, extraordinary match that everybody's like, I can't believe they put on another five star banger. It's like okay, nah. whatever. It's not it's not that to me. Like it's yeah. not that to me. like I, I I didn't see it like that. Yeah. And the Young Bucks won the tag team titles. And the thing about this that, like, pisses me off about them winning the tag titles is, like, we all know that they're the EVPs. I don't know if people are going to be like, that has nothing to do with it. They're just the best tag team in the world. Pulled your horses.
1: Whatever.
0: <coughs> yeah, I'm like, they didn't have to do that. The Hardys were supposed to win the tag titles. And like, then move on from there. But like, you didn't have to put the tag titles on the fucking Young Bucks. Because this is going to go to FTR versus the Young Bucks at all out. And FTR is going to be, I hope they let them win the tag titles again. Because the Young Bucks being the first two time tag titles looks really sus to me. And I'm just like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah,
1: as long as they lose it quick, I'm okay
0: with it. Yeah, I'm just, I, I i don't think i don't think they are because, like I said, it's going to all out, which is going to be okay. like their second or third. Yeah, it's going to be like their second or third defense. So it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So after the match, it happens. It finally happens. It happens the way it was intended by God, not the way that we intended it, but it <laughs> happened. Because Christian turned on Jungle Boy. So
1: I didn't like that. Like, I I preferred it your way.
0: Yeah, like, the only reason, like, I liked it because it was supposed to happen, and, like, that's great. I enjoyed that. The only reason I didn't like it was because it should have been Jungle Boy. But. It was great because it was the day before Jungle Boy's 25th birthday. His mom and his sister was out there. And, like, after the match, Christian's, Christian went to Jungle Boy's mom and sister and said, you should have raised a better fucking kid. And, like, I've laughing because Christian is just, like, a total asshole. Like, that, that was so fun. And I
1: mean- the one
0: thing... Did, but I
1: kind of rushed it, cause like the Hardys weren't there and whatever. Like I think they still would have done with the Hardys there. I think they. I feel like they should have waited till like next week. Do-
0: no, no. <clears throat> we all knew that they were, it was going to happen when he lost the tag title. The thing is, like I think if the Hardys would have been there, it would have been Jungle Boy to turn. I think, like I literally think it would have been Jungle Boy to turn. It wouldn't have happened that night. Because the Hardys would have celebrated and got out of there. It would have happened the next week and Jungle Boy would have turned. That's what I think would have happened. Because that would have been so much better.
1: So much better,
0: yes. <coughs> but yeah, that was... um, That was AEW Dynamite.
1: Dynamite.
0: So then we get to NXT. Which kicked off with the Creed Brothers versus... The BBC. And this match was just as good as you expect. Well, that's not true because there's a lot of people that probably would expect, Oh, the BBC are jobbers. And we've told you like nine times, like, they're really fucking good. You just don't know it. And, and, and it's better. Yeah, this match was really fucking good. Like, fucking... Idris did a stalling sunset flip, and it's to the point where everybody that seen it was like, "Wait, you can do those?" Like, yeah, <laughs> he he did it. He fucking did a stalling sunset flip on Brutus, and it was like, I didn't know you could do that. Like, yeah, he did it. He fucking did it. <laughs> so yeah, the Creeds got the win, of course, and they shook the BBC's hand. And it was really fun so then we get to the back and we see Roxy, Cora Jade and Indy Hartwell and Indy is telling Roxy and Cora she's like oh you guys are friends enjoy it this business eats you up and spit you out like you just listen to a grizzled young vet and Cora's like dude what are you talking about and he's like yeah I've been here for so long like, dude you're 25 what do you mean
1: <laughs> I literally like, like hey you're 25
0: that shit was, that shit was so fucking hilarious and like they they made me laugh so hard because it was just so dumb but like she does yeah like she does have a point with like this will eat you up and spit you out because she lost her husband and she lost her family She's lost everything. She has nothing. Yes. In under a year. She has nothing. Right.
1: I want to say like within like two months or so.
0: Yes. So then we get this Apollo Cruz segment where he's talking about all the stuff that's happened to him and how he's coming back. And he's sitting in this bar. No, he's sitting in a diner. And this dude says something and he gets angry and he attacks this dude because this dude is disrespecting the waitress. And then it cuts out this it's like, oh, he had a dream sequence. Then it comes back, he's actually fucking having this dream and then he goes and attacks this guy anyway. And I'm like, the fuck was the point of the dream sequence part? What the fuck I guess- was this about? <laughs> Normally you have the dream
1: sequence and you're like, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, no, I had a dream sequence and I'm going to do exactly what I just dreamed of. The fuck was that? <laughs> it was weird. So, yeah, so then we had Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henry because of whatever happened the week before. And Tiffany Stratton lost because Wendy Chu showed up and threw some shit in her face. Not literal shit. But some shit that's like, I don't know what it was. Confetti or something. Um, It was confetti. Yeah.
1: The funny part, no one realized. I think you probably saw it. I know I called it out. So you probably saw it before I I seen it. Uh, Wendy Chu came out.
0: So yeah, yeah, that was like, that happened. Then we had Cameron Grimes in the back and he walks by Brian Breaker. All said, and Braun says, cheer up. We're just looking at him like, okay. And then we see Duke Hudson, and Duke Hudson says, hey, you know that I could have beat you, right? And Bron's like, what? Yeah, I could have beat you. And Bron's like, you know what? Fuck it. Just cut to the chase. Me and you, title match tonight. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Bron just said, fuck this. He's like, I'm, I'm not even going to let you get this shit off. Just me and you, title match tonight. Okay, well, that happened. <laughs> yes. So then we had a Last Legend promo. And the only thing I knew about Last Legend before Last Legend showed up was Last Legend used to play Division One basketball. That's all I know. That's all I know. And Lash Legend starts running down all of her accomplishments of her being in track and field and her doing this and her being on, like, six basketball teams and her doing... Like, she ran down for 10 minutes. I swear to God. She ran down for 10 minutes all of her fucking accomplishments. And I'm like, holy shit, she could do all that. And she just kept going. And then, at the end, you realize that she's only 25. I'm like how the fuck, what the goddamn, dude, like, I just was, I was losing my shit. I'm like, yeah, like, she like, she has everything that could be a star and she just still need only thing she needs to figure out is how to make it work in the ring. If she makes it work in the ring, she could, like, she could be a star, but like, she needs to make it work in the ring. That's it. That's the only thing. It's the ring, the in-ring that's missing for me, that's it. Once she figures that out, then it's like, yeah, like yeah, you can send you can send her on a way to be something big, but she has to figure out that in ring. If she doesn't figure that out, it's uh, it's GG's.
1: I think she'll get it eventually.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. So then we finally get Zion Quinn versus Wesley, and. Wesley wins, and we're like, okay, now what? Like, now where does this go? Like, it's over. Wesley beats Zion Quinn, yeah. Because this has been brewing for like almost a year. Feels longer, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a fucking it's been a fucking long time because it's like, yeah, I don't like what she said yeah okay yeah you don't like what a lot of people say and then you made him start doing it so it's like whatever so then we had a Nathan Frazier promo and this fucked me up so bad this fucked me up so bad because I've watched Nathan Frazier for a while and every time he says I'm from Jersey I always said it I even said this on the podcast Why does some dude from America have to go over to NXT UK? He's from Jersey. He literally goes, yeah, I'm from Jersey. In Europe. Like, the fuck, there's another Jersey? I was was broken. He broke me. Like, the one
1: that's in America is New
0: Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, he fucking broke me.
1: That's the whole thing.
0: I didn't know. yeah he fucking broke me on that one so then we had the dyad who I still think is the grizzled young vets versus Dante Chin and some other dude and the dyad gets a win and nobody calls out that they're the fucking like no one is saying they're the grizzled young vets they still have masks on while wrestling
1: it's like okay what, what the fuck they're they're wrestling as fucking druids like all that gear on like what the fuck
0: (laughs) yes so then we get a backstage thing with Sanga and Zion Quinn Zion Quinn is saying yeah I should teach you and then Sanga stood up and was like listen you don't have to teach me a lesson everything is fine you need to calm down And Zion Quinn just walked away when he realized how big Sangha is. And it's like, yeah, the kind of what you should have did in the beginning.
1: He's a big dude.
0: Yeah. So then we get Nikita Lyons. And she says, guys, I'm coming back. I'm healed up from injury. And we're like, okay. Yeah, you're coming back. Good for you. So then we get a family promo with Legato del Fantasma and the family. And everybody is like, okay, what? Yeah, they're they're all together. And the reason I say what is because Tony D'Angelo is injured and Stax is fired. So we're like, what the fuck is happening? But this I forgot this was tape a week ago. Oops. So that's what so we got like
1: this.
0: Yeah. We got mellow coming out, him and Trick. And they're just like, yeah, we're gonna face you two suckers later. We're like, okay. We get the title match, Ron Breaker versus Duke Hudson. Of course, Braun wins in like five seconds. Then Cameron Grimes comes out and challenges him, which I said on the podcast last week as a spoiler, and that definitely happened. <laughs> so then we get Giovanni Da Vinci, which is Fabian Eitner, that I said before.
1: I think this is a beard.
0: Yes, and he's kind of acting like a model, and everybody's like, yeah, he should be part of the Max Modeling Agency. I'm like, eh, no. Did he lose weight? He No, he got buffered and he put on a beard, which is like weight. Okay. So then we get Cameron Grimes talking to the BBC and he's telling Idris and Malik that they should be better. And like, part of me is like, is he trying to heel turn these guys? Because like I wouldn't mind it. Like I'm, I'm good with them being all happy and go lucky. But like them having a heel turn, being better, would not be any bad to me.
1: Them as a crew, that would be kind of weird, <coughs> but you know, like yeah. it's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So then we get Mellow in versus the family. And of course, Legado del Fantasma caused the family to lose the match. And Tony D'Angelo's was like, what are you guys doing? What the fuck, man? And they're like, we didn't do anything. We didn't do nothing. We did nothing. What are you talking about? And it's like, okay. Well, that happened. <laughs> so yeah, then we get to the main event which is the sixth man which Indy Hartwell, Roxy, and Corrugate versus Toxic Extraction. And this match was going, and Roxy is just such a little ring general that when Gigi got knocked out, Roxy knew that she was knocked out. She looked at the ref, told the ref, rolled over Gigi ever so nicely, Ken Gigi, and the match was over. And I was like, "Huh? Like, you understood? Like, he understood? Yeah." So I was like, "Yeah, like that's awesome." So that's great. So that was NXT. So yeah. So now. We go to Raw. Monday night Raw. This is before anything happened. Yes, this is before anything happened. This is before the Wednesday night that changed the fights. Yeah, this is exactly. So I know people are like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So Yeah, this is a lot to unpack because there's way more to unpack than you would normally think because there's so much happening. And you're like, the fuck? Like, literally, it's the fuck on top of... The fuck on top of... Huh? All of that. All of that. It's all of that. Because we're going to start off with Vince McMahon. Vince got caught. Vince got caught $3 million to somebody... He had a consensual relationship, but this three million dollars would just shut this woman up and not say anything. This is the NDA, so you don't say anything. Here's the money I'm paying you. to shut up. To never say anything. But here's the thing: this always happens. I don't care what NDA you always sign. If you ever have heard of this thing play out in any situation, anywhere across the globe in any galaxy, any multiverse, it always plays out the same exact way. You want to know how? You want to know how, How? Renegade? How? It's always the best friend that goes, my best friend was in this situation. She can't talk about it, but I can. And it's like, fuck. It's like, soon as that happened, there were like 10 people that was like, I don't believe it. Everybody else immediately believed it because one Vince is a nasty motherfucker and this is exactly what happened. But the other people was like, oh, no, I believe it because this is the definite pattern of how somebody who can't talk, talks. They always send the best friend. It's always the best friend that spills all of the beans for the woman who has the NBA or is scared to talk, it's always the best friend. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, it's definitely a rip. It's a rip. And this, this is what this is what fucks me up because somebody, somebody heard the actual statements of what's going on, and the lady referred to, yeah, Vince passed pass my friend off like a toy to um, John Laurinaitis. And the person who heard this literally was like, I don't know what that means. I have no understanding what that means. And I'm just like, are you that vanilla in your sex life? Are you that vanilla in your sex life that you don't know what that means? Or have you never been in a corporate setting? Or have you never understood what actually happens when actual humans do wild shit the way that it was worded to me everybody in everybody on the internet immediately knew what was happening they was like oh my god there was tag teaming this woman he literally passed her off like yeah you go down the hall just to suck him off for a little while it's done that's exactly what that meant that's exactly what happened and this person was like i have no idea what this means I'm like you can't be that vanilla like you can't be. And then I'm like, no, I'm remember who I'm talking to. Yeah, you definitely never know. Like, as soon as I read that in the article, soon as I read those words, I was like, y'all are some nasty dudes. But I'm like, I can't be, I can't be mad at you because like, this happens all the time. Like this happens all the time, and we knew that like Vince was just a nasty motherfucker. Like we knew that he was a nasty motherfucker. So like, this is not new, and there's probably a bunch more cases that probably I was will pop just up. About to say that, that this <laughs> is only the first, yeah, it's definitely gonna be more. So, everybody is like, Oh my god, well, this is the end of events, I and we're like, I mean, it could be, and just like all of a sudden, like everybody's like, Yeah, that's it, like that's that's it, and they're like, Wait, but there's other people there, and it's like, What about Kevin Dunn 24 hours later. Kevin Dunn being investigated for inside trading. Hold up. Excuse me? What? <laughs> yes. I didn't Kevin, that. Dunn, Kevin Dunn being investigated for insider trading. Dude, that's a felony. That's some deep shit. Wow. They're like, no, no, no. He's been doing this for years. He got caught. And like the bad part about it was like people were literally trying to figure out. What happens with succession, like after Vince is gone? Because this could hurt Vince and take him out of power. And Kevin Dunn was one of the names. All of a sudden, Kevin Dunn is getting getting a fucking Rico charge for goddamn insider trading. It's like, dude, you can't. How? One like one thing I have to say is how was he getting away with this? Because like those are millions and billions of dollars that you're embezzling and switching. And, like, some bullshit. It's like, what are you... Like, how? It's fucking genius to be able to do that. It. It's, 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 not, it's not genius level. It's just... All you have to do is just sit and listen and just move when you're supposed to move. But the thing is, you're not supposed to move when you hear shit. Because if you hear shit from the inside, if the person on the inside is saying yo, we're going to do X, Y, and Z before it breaks to the fucking public and they say, it's going to be X, Y, and Z. You should move your money. And they moved their money and didn't reap the benefits of that because the person in the inside told them exactly what's happening. You're not supposed to do that. Like there's so many people who are getting investigated for that. It's so many people who are getting investigated for that and they are being taken down and get, having to go to jail it's like summer camp, but it's fucking jail. And it's like, you're fucking being taken out of your office, wherever you are. Like, for Kevin Dunn to finally get hit with something like this, and we're going to probably never see him again, that is great. Like, I, I know people are like, you can't be happy for a man's downfall. Fuck them. I, I'm happy for his downfall. I'm happy. I'm happy. that I'm happy that he's going to be going to jail, probably. I'm happy that Vince is in the trouble that he's in. I'm happy that WWE is in the fucking financial state that they are. They are getting fucked. Like they're getting fucked. Like they're getting fucked. They're finally getting fucked. And I know people are like, Vince is going to bounce back from this. We all know that he's going to throw Johnny Laurinaitis and say you're fucked. Like get out of here, pal. And just act like everything is bulletproof. But he's still going to get fucked because Nick Khan is a fucking shark and he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him one way or another. Vince is out of here.
1: Notice all this is going on while he's in charge, too. So
0: yeah, but, 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 people brought this up because people fucking heard this, and I knew this already. As soon as this came out, I like I put three and three together and made six. I was like, "Fuck, this is a little bit too inconvenient." Remember when Stephanie stepped down? She just mm-hmm. all of a sudden stepped down a couple months ago, just like, oh, fuck this shit. I don't want nothing to do with it. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, why is WWE buried her? You know why? She knew. She fucking knew about this. She knew about this coming up. And she said, fuck it, I'm out. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And now that people are like, wait, she knew? And they're like, oh, well, she just doesn't want nothing to do with it. Turns around, no, no, no. I'm going to head the investigation. Me, Hunter, and a bunch of other people are heading the investigation to see if there's more corruption that my father did. And it's like, hold up. It's like, hold up. Like, wait. You guys are going after him with these independent people that you have hired from outside of the company that has nothing to do with the company to go after Vince and to see if any more money was embezzled for this kind of shit, I'm like, maybe there wasn't a point of her actually being fired for real. Maybe she was like, I know what's coming. Maybe we should have our ducks in a row because when it's time to get him, we're going to take this bitch out. Now, if her and Hunter take this guy out, then, like, I more love to him, like just get him the fuck out of there. Get that nasty motherfucker out there. Fuck him.
1: So, you can't make this shit up. This feels like a fucking
0: wrestling storyline. <laughs> this, this is like this is just so great, and I love yeah. how it's coming through. Yes. And then to top that all off with the cherry on top, it's we find out that Sasha Banks might be getting released. I'm like, oh, that's gonna happen. The funny part about it is like when it was said, <clears throat> it was perfect timing because it's like all of this shit is going down and it just comes out like Sasha may or may be on the way to being released. And it's everybody's like, oh, my God, this is perfect timing because you can ask for your release right now where the company's going through all this trouble and they can't fucking say no. And it's like, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. But there was more to that backstory that people knew about. And now that people are finding out about it, they're like, wait a minute. This may have already been in the works because Sasha has already hired a lawyer to talk to WWE about either negotiating a release or them fixing their goddamn problem. But it's been coming to a release. So here's the thing. It hasn't been officially announced that, yes, she's gone, but it also hasn't officially been denied that she's not gone. And it's like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure leaning to the side of, you bring your lawyer into this, you bring all of this into it, and they treat you like shit, they act like you're unprofessional while they're walking around fucking interns and throwing $10 million at them and giving them raises, but you're the unprofessional one. Yeah, I understand. I I understand you just deciding, nah, I'm bigger than this company, I'm going to leave. So that that is a hundred percent. I'm okay with it. I always stand on the side of the fucking wrestlers. Never stand on the side of the company. Hundred percent. So it's been a wild week for WWE. Also, getting back to the fucking wrestling part. We just found out that fucking Randy Orton won't be clear for the rest of the year, so that oh fucks my. up this storyline. So it's like, what, what more? What more can you ask the fall upon WWE? Also, Roman Reigns is like, yeah, I'm still not coming into work. I'm gonna do this one match, and I'm gonna bounce to SummerSlam. I'm not gonna be there every week. Fuck you guys. It's just, it's getting to the point where it's like you're looking at WWE going, well what the fuck is happening? Like, are you guys gonna... You guys dead yet? What's happening? And it brings... It brings up the question. It brings up the question that everybody is like, now what? Do they sell? Do they sell? This is the perfect time for somebody to buy. And people already are going, Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Everybody is... Like, I love how everybody is going to Tony Khan. And to be honest, like... Tony does, he could grab his dad and say, Dad, give me the money. I want to buy WWE. He buys WWE. Fine. I don't know what you'd go from there. But everybody, here's the thing. Everybody hated when there was one wrestling company that owned the whole entire world. It would be the same exact thing with one person owning the whole entire wrestling world. But you would be like, well, I mean... But he's smart and he knows how to book wrestling. It doesn't matter. You were mad at it the first time and if it happens the second time, you're going to be mad at it again. So why would you they, They both need to be alive, you know? Yes, so why would you champion this to happen again? No, he should do it because like, this is what we want. And it sees how vindictive and evil you are. Like It sees how vindictive and evil you are with this tribalism shit. Like, you take it to the root of we were in a fucking black hole of multiple wrestling companies. I want that again. But my side is going to win this time, and WWE is going to lose. Ha! I want that. And it's like, no, you're just an evil person. You're just an evil person.
1: And a million percent, right? After, like, if it happens, after it happens, they're going to turn on AEW Mm hmm. this is shit this is boring oh I miss WWE they're gonna guarantee they're gonna say this
0: (laughs) I know I know and it's like I'm just gonna laugh but the front runners for getting WWE right now is NBC NBC is like we want this we pay a lot of money we want this the only other person and I've been saying this for years the only other person that is even sitting there waiting to make a play, is The Rock. Him and Nick Khan have already been talking about it. They're literally just sitting there like, well, I mean, we could come up with the money to get it. I mean, it would be great. It's like, dude, I I just know by the end of, listen, by the end of 2022, I'm calling it right now, there's going to be a huge, Huge seismic shift with WWE. And it's not even going to be one of those things where you're like, oh, well, this. No, no, no. It's going to be something that's going to reverberate not only through the wrestling world, but through time. It's going to hit. And you're going to be like, this is weird. How do we even deal with this? And it's not Tony Khan buying goddamn WWE. It's not that. It's going to be something. And I'm not gonna lie to you. It's gonna happen. And Tony Khan is gonna respond, but it's not gonna respond with the enemy type thing. He's gonna be like, Holy shit, I didn't know that this can happen. I he's like this he's like, This is a strange day. I didn't know this can happen. Holy shit. And he's just gonna go on and everybody's gonna be like, Damn, even Tony kind of talk about it. It's that. It's going to shake everything to the ground. It's going to shake everything to the ground. It's going to reverberate through time. And everybody's going to look at this and go, this. This is the moment that everything in WWE literally changed. Not just change. It's going to change. I don't know if it's going to be the good or the bad but it's going to be that point before the end of 2022 that it's going to literally change forever. And there's no... Go- there will be no going back to what you think you know. Everything from this point would be fucking Age of Apocalypse. There's nothing. Everything is different. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I, I'm i not gonna give you any more than that. This is gonna be like... This is this is our new normal for WWE. I'm Mm. I I, that's all I can say. So Raw opened up with The Miz talking to Paul Heyman and they were talking for no goddamn reason because Riddle comes out and then Riddle gets fucking ambushed by the Usos which the Usos get ambushed by the Street Profits and I'm like this is too much ambushing. Nothing about it made sense. But I mean, when you're chasing around a 32 year old intern and you're fucking 78 and you got 3 million, I mean, what else are you going to pay attention to? (laughs) I mean, what
1: else?
0: Nothing else. Nothing else. So we get one of the Usos versus Montez Ford, which is always great to see montez ford in a one-on-one contest but it's like we're getting the match the usos versus the street profits can we do something else and stop like pushing this feud further like we know that it's happening it's probably gonna happen in money in the bank but like can we just like not keep doing this like we got like we got like two weeks the usos won but like uh, can we not do this anymore please that's this
1: wrong but they really don't got any other tag teams like that either
0: that's another WWE problem that they need to fix it's like can you fix this shit so then we get the Joker in the back and he's telling this story about how he killed Batman he left him under that rock and now there has to be a new person to grab the cow and then we get fucking Superman showing up and says, Hey, hey, you don't mess with my best friend, Batman. I'm Superman, goddammit. I'm gonna kick your ass. And one of us is going to Money in the Bank after somebody's ass gets kicked. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: That actually fit. But- that actually fit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't think of another superhero to, like, just plug in that situation.
1: No, Superman was
0: perfect because the logo. <laughs> so, yeah. So, then we had Becky versus Dana. And we all knew how this was going to go. It's a Becky rematch. Becky's going to beat the shit out of Dana. Becky's going to get the win. And Becky's going to call out Oscar, And everything's going to be the same. Like, there's not going to... Like, there's not going to be any difference. <clears throat> Becky wants to go to Money in the Bank, and her and Oscar start fighting. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, a one-on-one match, which it should be, but they're probably going to turn this into, like, a fucking Money in the Bank thing because right after that, Becky runs off, and as she's running off, Alexa Bliss comes out. And it's like, huh. That doesn't seem foreshadowy at all. Right.
1: It's huh. a mention of the actor.
0: Yeah, it was like. Huh. So then we have a tag team match, player. Uh-huh. And it's Alexa Bliss and Becky. No, Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan as a tag team who are matching for some reason against Dewdrop and. Nikki S and it's like okay but here's the stipulation the tag team that wins goes in the money in the bank I'm like oh oh, well, okay and Can of shout course
1: out to Nikki S here, made it black like I've been wanting it so there you go good for you
0: <laughs> yeah cause she's she's trusting her whole evilness with dewdrop. yes so then we get Alexa and Liv who win and go into Money in the Bank with, uh, what is her name? What is Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans. So mm-hmm. all three of them are now qualified for Money in the Bank. Last week, we said we wanted Liv and Alexa as a tag team, and here we are as a tag team. How long? I don't know. I don't know. I wish for a long time, but, like, I don't know.
1: i seen a name thrown out on the internet. and Bliss. I like that. Yeah. I
0: I, I, like, I honestly don't have a name for them because it's like, eh. I, I don't, like, part of me is, like, I don't think they're going to be around long. Like, the other part of me is, like, I definitely want this to be a long-term thing.
1: But I don't yeah. think
0: WWE sees it as, oh, I'm gonna be It's gonna be around for a long time it's like no they don't
1: care about their women taking division so
0: yeah so then we have Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens
1: I was about and to correct you oh my god
0: <laughs> see you thought that I was gonna call him lies. no but
1: I call him a my damn self
0: <laughs> see cause <laughs> you were waiting for Kevin to get counted out and lose and then Ezekiel to say next week my brother Elias is coming here to sing and everybody's like what? yeah no it's happening and like I'm just going "Oh, I'm like it's going to be Damien Sandow right? that's what's happening right? that's happening nothing else is happening because there's no way you can have fucking Elias here
1: basically not not in limits not in mm-hmm. They taped something a long time ago, preparing for this, right? Like everything was already like out of head which I seriously doubted And like he had the beard and all of that and taped it then. I doubt yes. it, but it could be.
0: I I hope they did because like anything else would be uncivilized. All right. So then we had. Cedric Alexander versus MVP. Cause Cedric is trying to be his own man now and MVP beat Cedric Alexander and Omas killed Cedric afterwards. And Omas said, I wanna be in money in the bank. And we're just like, okay. <laughs> like this is exactly what I say, Like, okay. Like it was like I'm not excited to see that.
1: MVP said like all he needs to do is like go on the first step. And he already got it. And I'm looking at like,
0: you know, that's true. <laughs> he was fucking standing there and was like just fucking short of grabbing that and saying, This is mine. It just was right there. I'm like, Yeah. Like, that guy's really tall. Right. But he ain't winning. So anything. Yeah, he's definitely not. So then we had the main event of the show to me. Because nothing else was the main event. Because this match was so awesome. It was Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for Uh Money in the Bank qualifier. Yeah, Yeah, this this match was really good. Like, it was really good. I loved it. Yeah. I Like, at first I was like, I don't know who I want to win. But then it was like, well... If the story dictates what I think is going to dictate, of course, it's going to be Seth. And of course, it was Seth. Seth won the match. Do you foresee Seth winning the whole thing? I kind of do because, like I said, it fucking plays off into the bigger story. It plays off 100% into the bigger story of Cody coming back and the whole Seth and Cody thing playing out longer because... They wanted it to play out longer. Yeah. Like that's how that's how I feel about this. It's like it only works that way for the Seth and Cody thing. It doesn't for anything else, just for the Seth and Cody thing. Because like the story, like the optimum story would be, "Hey, we hate each other, and here you go with this story. I have the title. You're back. You want to fight me? I want to fight you. Blah blah blah. We go for the title. Whatever." Stories rocking, and it's like, okay, yeah, like we we have this. Yeah. Like, i like 100% am down for that, but at the same time, it's like I would enjoy it so so much more, so much more if Cody beat Roman. Like, if Cody beats Roman, to me, that makes me more happy because it's like. Roman, long-reigning champion, finally gets beat. Finally gets beat by Cody. Like, Seth, it would be he gets beat by somebody cashing the money in the bank. Not get beat by somebody who actually fucking deserves it. He gets beat by somebody just fucking cashing the money in the bank. You know what I mean?
1: No, I totally understand. Now, how long is Cody out for again?
0: Cody's out for nine months we're all speculating he's gonna be back by fucking Royal Rumble
1: cause it could be a possibility and whatever like Cody does beat him still and you get your wish so
0: no it will but like I said the better story is the build up to Royal Rumble like you see Cody coming back and you're like oh my god Cody's coming back Cody's coming back Cody's coming back just like Triple H. When Triple H came back, you had this whole build-up about him coming back, and he showed up, and everybody lost their shit. And he said he was gonna win the Rumble. He won the Rumble. Won the title. It was great. Like, that's what makes it... That makes it great. I'm all for that. I'm down. Yes. So, then we had Riddle versus Champa. And I I don't like I honestly don't know what the point in Ciampa is. I honestly don't know. Like chopper has been on the main roster, hasn't won a fucking thing in months, dude. He hasn't won shit. Like they didn't even on. say his fucking
1: name. I don't think like
0: anywhere. Like didn't they, they didn't. Fuck. They the didn't.
1: Paul Heyman said your opponent never said his name.
0: Yes, they never said his name. Like they said nothing about this dude. They didn't care. Like uh-uh. that's what that's what's pissing me off. It's like Chopper is like a good dude. You just like no, nah, we're not even gonna say to the bottom. We don't care. Like we we just gonna throw him out there. to lose, the lose, the lose, the lose, the lose, the lose. To lose, to lose.
1: And the only reason you kind of figured Champa is because what happened last week Champa attacked him.
0: Yeah but didn't... like yeah and it's like why? So then we get a Bianca promo and Bianca's talking about stuff and and we get Liv Morgan I mean not Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley who comes out and says yeah she's like yeah I'm gonna kick your ass I'm gonna Beach, finally it's like okay it's like um, like I want you to to wrestle but like Rhea with this gimmick and building this to this and it's like eh, well yeah the I feel about it it's like eh, it's, it's not whatever I think it's so, going to no, so be a, it's a can... good match the build to it is just going to be shit yeah so we get Ali versus Chad Gable and Ali wins and we're like okay cool uh, I mean Ali didn't win Gable wins that's what I meant to say Gable wins and yeah, like, I
1: totally forgot that. I actually thought he
0: won no 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 he, he lost he lost so it's like oh okay they don't care about Ali anymore and then we had the Mysterios versus Veer well Rey Mysterio. And of course they're setting up for Veer and Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio at the same time. So it's like, who cares? And have then the, the show.
1: That?
0: No, it didn't happen yet. It just like it just keeps bullshitting. Then we have the finish of this show, which I swear to God is like I'm not joking, guys. This is the fucking main event of the show. This is like I'm not joking. This is the fucking main event. The main event, the closing act of the show, was a pose-off between fucking Austin Theory and Bob Lashley. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I what is this? What is this? He could have switched the fucking AJ thing with this. Dude, that would have been fucking the smartest thing anybody could have did they're like nope we're going to do this and I'm just sitting there like fam fam like that's that's what's happening yeah no this is what's happening but we're we're not doing anything else no this is what's happening this is the finish this is how everything ends.
1: like you could have had everybody go home happy you
0: know yeah then they're like no fuck happy fuck you fuck anything that we could've did this is why we're in the fucking content hole that we're in fuck you Mm -hmm. and it's like bro like you didn't even try like you didn't try at all like no like no parts of you was like no we're gonna try to close out the show and make people believe that this is hot and make people love this it's like, no, we're throwing everything in the trash. Fuck this show. It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, something in NXT UK that happened that, like, I have been waiting to happen for, since it happened, Mustache Mountain finally broke up, and Trent That's Seven was the one. Yeah. Trent Seven was the guy that fucking turned on uh, the other guy. Forgot his name. Um, Tyler Bate. Yeah, Tyler Bate. He turned on Tyler Bate. So, yeah. like.
1: How do you feel about that? That's where you said you wanted Tyler to turn? It's kind of like a Christian thing all over again.
0: No, no, no. I wanted this to happen. I wanted this to happen. I wanted, oh, wanted to happen. it to, I wanted, to, yeah, to yeah. happen this way. Because oh. it made more sense to happen this way. Like the Tyler thing is like he kept you kept seeing that it was gonna be Tyler. You're like, Oh, it's gonna be Tyler. Is it gonna is it gonna be Tyler? Tyler turning. Tyler turning. And like this all that kept happening was like every time you turn around, it's like, oh Tyler, like Tyler Bates turning, Tyler's turning, Tyler's turning. Tyler turning. And everybody's just watching it and it's like, we're waiting for him to turn. I'm like, it's gonna be Trent. Because it's going to be out of, like, it's going to be out of left field, and it's going to be something crazy. And it was Trent. It definitely was Trent. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, I'm... I'm him, too. Yeah. Because I, like, I totally was like, what the fuck? Like, because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to happen now, because I was like, I had given up on it. I'm like, it's still going to happen, but I gave up on it happening now. I'm like... That's nah, not gonna happen now. And then he got him. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it happened. I'm like, it actually fucked me up because I totally was like, yeah, I gave up on this. Fuck this. kind of wish
1: he still had the Heritage Cup so it could be for that. But whatever.
0: Yeah, just... It's, it's, it's a lot about that show. It's, the fucking, um... Broke money is over there. It's like, they have so much bullshit that's going like they have so many NXT 2.0 people that are over there, and you're like, "Wait, what? Like, how are y'all over there? Like, what? What is happening? It's like so I mean, many people uh, over there. Last Legend's over there. Last Legend was over there. Um, what is the other? The other girl was over there. It's it's too many people. Like I swear to God, it's like too many people over there. It's so many people that's over there. You're like, how do they keep running NXT 2.0? with like 10 people on fucking NXT UK every week. Apparently they're doing it. Yeah, it's like, this is insane. This is insane. But it's just, it's just, it's just an end to the means for no reason. Yeah, so... This was a long, drawn out, fucking drama filled show, but like, yeah, like a lot happened yeah a lot happened too much happened so yeah and like once again this isn't the end of the week there's more that's probably gonna happen before the time we get to the next podcast so yeah just like yeah just sit back and strap in the next podcast it'll be here sooner than you think with probably way more dumber stuff than that's happened but yeah